Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After. I am Stacey Francis, your host. And today, we are talking about organizing. I love to be organized. And I even have calendars for my children and calendars, of course, for my work, calendars for vacation, anything you can imagine. But when it comes to my house, I'm not quite as organized as I'd like to be. What about you? Well, most likely if you're going through divorce, you're probably pretty overwhelmed with a lot of the multitude of things that you need to do and never really thought about organizing and how organizing can help take the chaos that's around you and bring more peace into your life. And our guest today, Michelle Saro, is an expert in this area. In fact, she created a company, Divorce RX, which is all about this. Her company focuses on the needs of divorcing and divorced families. And she uses her skills as background as a professional organizer, as an educator, as well as a child of divorce and a mother of three who has gone through divorce. She brings all of that to help her clients organize their new homes, reduce stress, and create a sense of predictability and safety for the children so that the kids are happy, both not only at mom's place, but also comfortable and feel excited about being at dad's place too. Michelle believes the most important thing is meeting her clients where they are and working with them in the way that they need to move forward. We go through a lot. She talks about how she can work with couples, helping them divide and split all of the possessions, trying to focus on being as amicable as possible to preserve that relationship, but also standing up for what items are important to you. She talks also later in the podcast about setting up that new home for you and your children and making sure nothing falls through the cracks so that there's a pair of soccer cleats at mom's, also a pair of soccer cleats at dad's so that the kids don't have to pack and feel like they have to remember all those items when they go from one person to the others. And finally, helping you reimagine your home, particularly if you're staying in the primary home, to reflect your new life, reflect your needs and reflect moving on in a way that is exciting as well as comforting to you. We have a lot that we're going to go through. I'm super excited that you're joining us today. And so without further ado, please help me welcome Michelle Saro of Divorce Rx. Michelle, it's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us here at Financially Ever After. And I know that you're going to be talking about something that is kind of a a unique 
type of service that divorcing families really can benefit from. So tell me a little bit about what you do. And then also, I'm really interested in how you got into this work. Hi, Stacey. Good morning. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me. This is great. And yeah, I seem to be a bit of a unicorn these days. And just to give you a little background how I ended up here, uh, I have a background in education. And I was also a child of divorce and divorced myself and um, for about five years now. And I decided to stop teaching about 15 years ago or so and decided that I wanted to try my hand at professional organizing. And actually, my first client was the parent of a student in my last class. And so I started doing it really informally, homes, small businesses, working with families, kids, the overflow of toys and art projects and clothes and all that kind of stuff. And even people who were once organized, once they got married and had a kid and had another kid and sometimes had another kid, you know, all the stuff piled up as all of us know, um, or as many of us know. And so they needed help with that. Um, I also did small businesses. And I really enjoyed the flexibility that that gave me because I had my own kids, as I said at the time, and I needed flexibility for that. Unfortunately, I also had sick parents. And so I needed extra flexibility for that amount of time. Um, And when everything sort of calmed down, my own divorce went through and I came out on the other side of it, happier and healthier, I would just add. So that is possible. I said, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And I went back to the organizing and I said, well, you know, I really felt like having had this experience of going through the divorce, having to, I was the one who stayed in the marital home, but my kids have 50-50 visitation. I have 50-50 custody. So I lived and watched and still do the kids going back and forth. And, And what I noticed was, wow, there were so many logistics involved and things that I would have never thought of. And so I saw an opportunity to use the organizing skills that I had had and the personal experience and, you know, marry those two, no pun intended, and see how I could help others in that same position. And so that's when I decided to start Divorce Rx and really specialize in and make a commitment to that niche of helping divorcing families work out their logistics. That makes a lot of sense because one of the biggest pieces that can hold someone back with deciding to move forward to separate or divorce is being quite frankly overwhelmed with how do you split all the things you know the 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 belongings that you've collected over the years dividing them you know potentially needing to pack them and and move if one of the partners is moving out and moving in general as we know is an absolutely daunting task, but, you know, especially so under really stressful circumstances. So what advice would you give to the women listening today about what they can do on their own to kind of reduce that overwhelm and be able to move forward? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would say overwhelm and daunting. Those are you know, those are the words. There. Universal words. Absolutely. And it is overwhelming. And oftentimes just, you know, my experience in working with people who are having organizing issues or clutter issues, you know, it's daunting in general. And then I believe, you know, moving and divorce are on that top five list of 
overwhelming and traumatic things for people to go through in their lifetime. So to put both of those together, you need you definitely need some help, I think. But to answer your question as far what you what can you do on your own, I think the first and most important thing is to really like give yourself a break and say, you know what, this is gonna be hard. That's okay. And I, not to beat yourself up about it. And I would say the most important thing to do is to come up with a plan. And that plan needs to have some good boundaries to it, no matter what your situation is. Everyone's situation is going to look different. You know, some people are going to be in a hurry to get out. Some people may be, you know, staying and needing to go through some things. But I would say that plan needs to be broken down into small steps, really small steps. And depending on the person, sometimes into baby steps. And that's okay. And the bottom line is that the tasks are manageable so that they feel like they're not failing. I always think of that big plate of spaghetti that you get at the restaurant and you keep eating and you keep eating and then you feel like you're getting nowhere. And I recommend to people, you know what, start with 15 minutes. I think that walking into a closet or a basement or any kind of a room and just looking at it can, you know, people can turn right around and walk out. But if you say to yourself, if you have a boundary and you say, you know what, I'm going to set my timer for 15 minutes. And I'm going to start going through things. And all I'm going to do is decide whether I'm going to keep them or not. You know, make those three piles, keep, donate, and throw away because some things are not good enough to throw, to, to even donate these days. The donation places are getting very picky, which is yeah. fine. But, you know, so then at least if you have that boundary, you have that 15 minutes, what can you do in 15 minutes? And if you decide after 15 minutes that you've had enough and this was emotionally, physically overwhelming, or you just don't have the time anymore. You've got to win. It's a win. It's that 15 minute win, you know, that you've got there. And if you want to continue, great, but you've made a dent in it. And so I would say to have a plan is the most important thing. And to Mm -hmm. just have something with reasonable expectations and to really go gently on yourself because this is a hard time. And this is something that everyone needs to deal with at this time because everyone is either moving or selling the house and there's a, there's going to be a lot of stuff you know that yeah. you've accumulated around a, along the time of your marriage and hopefully by breaking it down it won't feel that scary and how do you recommend couples who then have conflict over who's taking what because that's part of it and here you are trying to balance at the same time if you do have children you know, making sure that things try to stay a status quo as you can for the kids. That's a hard balance of number one, having things try and be status quo, but yet have that other partner that's moving out, be able to get a head start and have some of those items that they want or just even quite frankly need. Yeah, that's a great question. And actually the seed that was planted in my head to go into this form of organizing, so to speak, was by someone who didn't even have children. She was just divorcing. And she actually, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. had a conversation with her from a different realm of my life completely. And she just mentioned to me that when she and her husband were divorcing, that they hired a professional organizer to act as a neutral third party, almost like a stuff mediator to go in and help them while they were doing that. And she said it was really helpful. And, And she then said that that organizer helped her husband pack up. She was staying in the marital home, helped her husband pack up and then helped him unpack and set up in the new home. And so I think that when it can be really helpful to work with an organizer as that neutral party, because when you are going into a situation where you're going to divide those belongings, whether or not you're doing it on paper, 
because it's something that, you know, your attorney or mediator has asked you to do, or whether it's something that you're doing physically with the other person, you know, you're going down to your basement and you show up. And of course, there's so many emotions going on during that time. Many people, um, and I will include myself in that, you know, go into it and the emotions bleed and spill over. What is that person going to try to take from me? What are they fear of trying to get it, get taken advantage of in this situation often creeps in. And so that's when it can be helpful to have someone who is neutral and to beforehand, that's what I would, again, it's like, goes back to that planning beforehand to have rules and expectations and whether or not, again, everyone's situation is going to be different. Sometimes there's already a plan and it's just a matter of enforcing that plan and keeping the two parties on track, not getting emotionally distracted and focusing on the facts, not the feelings of the stuff. And again, every situation is different. And I personally try, I do not get involved with the, you know, the emotional piece of it as you go along. I try to just steer them back. I remember this came out in the 80s. I don't know if you remember War of the Roses. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe that was like a precursor of how I ended up becoming a certified divorce financial analyst and going into the area of of financial planning and divorce. But that movie just struck me. It was with Michael Douglas and I think it was Kathleen Turner. Mm -hmm. And they seemed to have the perfect marriage. And it devolved and fell apart where the fighting and the anger and everything about the material possessions. I mean, that it was, I remember watching, it was just like outrageous, but it goes to show you how, of course, you may not be War of the Roses, but there are so many more emotions that are part of these items. And you know, losing a marriage, whether you're the person who has initiated that and has decided it's the right thing or if it's amicable or not, so much of our items, of our things have uh, emotional feeling and you can feel like you're losing those things too. And so what would you recommend to someone who is worried about fighting over these things? You're talking about making a plan Would that plan, Michelle, also be kind of drafting out, well, these are the things that are my family heirlooms that I really are important to me. Would you then recommend the other person do the same thing and then kind of compare notes? Is that one of the things you would? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I would recommend. And that's also often done, you know, through a lawyer or a mediator or whatever professional you're working with, with the legal piece of it that, that often comes into play. So and again, so much of it, like you referenced the War of the Roses, so much of it depends on how, how the couple is together. You know, people who are on the same page, you know, one spouse would never think of taking the other spouse's family heirlooms. But unfortunately, there are contentious situations where fight and anger and resentment <laughs> rule the day and they're not going to care. It's not about yeah. that stuff. But you brought in a really good point about that loss and divorce itself, again, no matter what no matter what you're feeling about the divorce itself, is it's a loss of a marriage, of course. And so the, the physical things are that representation of it in very, many cases. And that's why this piece of it can be extra hard. It's just very, very difficult. So yeah, I would say that mapping it out beforehand. So again, you're not walking into that room and kind of going, okay, here we are, what do we do? That's not a good plan. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, That's not a great plan. Yeah. 
So you talked a little bit already about how you can work with divorcing families, helping them divvy things up. Can you talk a little bit about your work of whoever is moving out, setting them up in a way, uh, especially if there's children, that those children have a good experience when they go visit dad or they go visit mom? Because, you know, if there's the Xbox at mom's house and they play games with their friends after school online, kind of want that also at dad's house. Is that something that you can help with too, to make sure that those kids are really able to be in both places very comfortably and happily? Absolutely. And that's my favorite question about the kids, because that's really my passion here is how can these parents and how, what can I do to help these parents show up for their kids at a really difficult time? And unfortunately, their attention oftentimes going through a divorce is on the fires. What curveballs am I being thrown? The financial, the legal, the custodial, those are the things that are front and center, plus getting through your regular day of work or whatever you're doing or taking care of the kids. And oftentimes these little things like the Xbox, that's just such a good example, Stacey. Those little things are the things that fall through the cracks, but those things are also the things that make a huge difference to the children who kids in general already feel like they don't have a lot of control. You know, all the fight fighting we do with our kids is all about control and what they want and what we want. And going through a divorce, you know, when your parents are going through a divorce, then you feel like you have even less control. And so putting some of that control back in the hands of the children is really a passion for me. So the way that I work with the parents to do that specifically would be the parent who's moving out. And again, it's one of these situations where you don't know what you don't know. Most parents have never been here before. All of the logistics and little pieces would not even dawn on them, especially given all the other things that heavier, bigger emergency things that they're dealing with. So I like to step in and point out, and again, it's back to that planning, you know, and say, okay, this is what's coming down the road. You know, your kids are going to be coming to stay with you for the first time. Is there a garbage can in every room? Is there a toothbrush? Does everyone Mm -hmm. have the correct charger? Like making sure that they have these comforts of home are so, so important. And that's where I can, I can help people guide, guide themselves really. And, and oftentimes, you know, if kids, if it's appropriate, if it's age appropriate and the parents are interested and the kids are willing, I'm happy to talk to the kids or, or help the parents talk to the kids and say, well, you know what, what do you want your room to look like? Let's sit down, you know, and look at this. Let's sit down. Here's some options for you. And that just shows the kids, I'm thinking about you. I'm concerned about you. I want you to be comfortable. And that goes also not just the physical space, but the other way that I work with with parents is to help them get up to speed with their kids' academic and social and even mental health and physical health lives. Because those are all things that usually one parent was managing. And now that there is that split, oftentimes the one parent or one parent is going to have to be responsible for those things 100% of the time. And, you know, do they have an insurance card? Do you want to travel? Do you have an extra passport? Do you know that there's something called a passport card? You know, all of these things that take time and energy to find out, I can give that, I can feed it to the parents so that they they can show up and they can, you know, be relieved and relaxed. And the goal is, is when the kids come to them, their home is calm and orderly and 
their lives are calm and orderly. They can get their kids to soccer practice, to the tutor, to the dentist, all on time as seamless as possible so that they can actually relax and spend the yeah. quality time with the kids that they have, you know, and again, back to the plan. I know I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. boring with the back so to really, the plan, but yeah, yeah. No, but it, I mean, it really making sure nothing falls through the cracks. And, you know, if you think about, especially, you know, if kids are going back and forth, you know, the last thing you want your child to have to do is to pack up a bag every time they go to dad's or they, every time they go to mom's. And so, like you said, you know, if, if they are in soccer, having a second pair of cleats, right? Making sure that, of course, they have the right computer and that they have the right software for doing homework, that, you know, if they're going to a school that has a uniform, that they have uniforms in both places, no matter what, just so that it's a no-brainer and they don't have to, they don't have to think about what do I have at dad's or what do I have at mom's, you know, it's there. So we've talked a little bit about dividing. We've talked about really setting up that new home for you and your children. But what if you're the person, you're staying in the home and your spouse moves out and you want to move on, you want to reimagine the way that your home looks to make it yours, to make it yours as part of your your next step in your journey. Is that something that you can help people with? And and if so, how do you do that when often you've lived in this home for, well, it could even be 10 years plus, a decade plus? Yeah, absolutely. And that was my personal situation. So I can really speak to that one. Oftentimes what happens is the one spouse who's moving out takes things with them. They take some furniture, they take some artwork, they take Uh dishes, all those types of things. They could take art off the walls. And what that then creates is a physical gap, which I have found personally and professionally to translate oftentimes into an emotional gap that really screams out to you and your children that the other parent isn't there anymore. And so people often feel paralyzed, overwhelmed. How can I fix that? I don't have money to buy anything new. I don't have the energy at the end of the day to rearrange the furniture, all of that type of a thing. And so I can work with people to start by filling those empty spaces by reworking and moving around what you already have instead of purchasing new new things. You know, oftentimes, And this is where, you know, the saving money piece is helpful. You know, working with an organizer, you really can save some money in in all of these areas because your first instinct is to spend, sometimes is to spend money to fix things. Buy something to fill up, right? Yes, right, right. And so, you know, oftentimes with a little thoughtful and creative rearrangements and reimagining that can refresh the space and, Uh you know, have it look and feel very different, spending little to no money at all, you know, and After that's done, like it's, I recommend to do that in phases, you know, after that first rearranging and reimagining kind of phase is done, live with that for a little while. You know, it's like when they say, when you buy a new house, don't do anything in the first year, live with that for six months and see how that feels, you know, and then you'll have time to revisit anything that you might want to add, you know, once you've had a chance to settle in. And that's good because it can take that immediate pressure off of yourself, feeling like you want your home to be perfect right away, you know? So many things are out of your control at that time. And this may feel like it is in your control. And for the most part, it is. And there's really no rush if you're the one who's staying in that home. And again, being emotionally close to the space and emotionally drained, it is helpful to have a second pair of eyes help you. You know, I'm glad you brought up the money portion. And, you know, a lot of what financially ever after is 
is being smart with your money before, during, and after divorce. And you you just talked a little bit about how working with a professional organizer can can help save you money in that situation where we might just go out and buy things to try and fill up those spaces of of items that now have been gone. I know going through divorce, the one thing that I think is across the board felt by most individuals is a stress and anxiety about spending money because of legal fees, because of now supporting two households versus one. How can couples find the money to pay for an organizer? And, you know, you talk a little bit about previously how working with a personal organizer can actually save you money. Are there any other situations where you've you've actually seen that as well with some of the individuals you've worked with? Yeah, absolutely. And to go back to the scenario where you're first dividing the things, whether you're the person who is staying in the home or the person who's moving out, or oftentimes, and I don't think we've touched on this yet, the couple has to sell the house and then they both need to move. And so in that case, they are both very much involved in the going through sorting through, purging, getting rid of, donating, et cetera, and oftentimes moving to a smaller space. So oftentimes people's, again, their first instinct will be, okay, let's just throw things in a box and buy a store and rent a storage unit, which that is, there's another expense that you don't actually need to have. So I can work with, or other organizers can work with the couple individually or together to really do a good purge and really make sure that what they're keeping is something that they love, they need, they're going to use. You don't need five apple cores, you know, moving forward. And to save that expense of renting a storage unit and just throwing stuff in it that you you don't need. I, I actually want to just reference, I don't know if, if anyone has watched the Minimalist documentary on Netflix. It was really, really good a good example of how little you need and what how little of what we have we we actually use and i believe that one of the the men who is part of this this duo now is what would he his first step was he packed up everything and pretended he was moving and then what he did over the the series of i think a month was only take out things that he needed everything else stayed in the box and at the end of that month he found that it was only 20% of what he had packed up that he actually needed and used. That 80% was excess. So if we use that as a loose you know, calculation of what people own, especially when you have kids and what you've accumulated over the years that you, you know, haven't necessarily gotten rid of. And you know, oftentimes people are, are, who are getting divorced are not, have been dealing with other things. You know, their, their priority has not been, let's go organize the basement or the attic, you know? So you come to the basement or the attic and you're like, oh my goodness, there's, there's all this stuff. So we don't need, you know, so really having people ask those hard questions is a yeah. way that, you know, they can avoid that. And it's cleansing. Yeah. That purging is so cleansing in general and especially going through divorce, you need to be extra clean. <laughs> yeah. That cleansing is even, even more healthy. You know, it's really interesting, Michelle, this brings up a memory probably Seven or eight years ago, I hired a, a wardrobe consultant mm-hmm. to go through and help me with my closet. And it felt so extravagant. But can I tell you, it was the best money I ever yes. spent. And I feel like I need to do it again, number one. But <laughs> I was able to reuse outfits that I hadn't worn before, get rid of things that don't really fit and I never really liked, but I felt guilty because I 
fought them. And at the end, it just felt so good. Every time I drop things off at the Salvation Army, number one, I feel great because I'm helping, but I feel even better because I come back to a house that is much more calm and peaceful. And I think what you do is just so powerful because you're dealing with someone who's going through trauma and their life can be and feel very much like chaos. And so having that home, that safe space be as tranquil and as cozy and comforting as possible is just so important. So important. And especially because every person going through the divorce process, you're starting your life, a new journey. And you want to start that journey off on the right foot with the things around you that you love and making sure that you have space in your life, both physically with your surroundings, as well as inside you to, you know, let in all the wonderful things that life can have for you. So I love what you're doing. And we've gone through a lot, but I want to give you a chance. Is there anything else that you would like to share? I know we've gone through a lot, but we are coming up to time. So I wanted to kick it back to you to see if there's any other pieces that you'd like to share about tips to help yeah. our listeners going through divorce. Thanks, Stacey. So two quick things that come to mind. One, just to follow up something you just talked about, that outer chaos and overwhelm in the physical space and how, you know, when I was going through my own divorce, I oftentimes was a little paralyzed and I didn't know what to do. So because I am an organized person, that was the first thing that I started to do is organize things, you know, and I noticed how that translated into an, an inner calm. And just take that a step further, not just for the parents, but for the kids as well. Kids yeah. coming home from school or these days walking into the next room after being on virtual learning, seeing a space that is all disorganized and things are all over the place and nothing, can't find anything or, you know, that is disconcerting. That is disorienting for the kids. And just a little bit of organization helps them to feel safe, secure. And that predictability for kids in their own homes, now that they're going to have these two homes, it's important in both homes to have that as well. And these are little things that are achievable to be able to do, you know. And like you said about your wardrobe consultant, it felt extravagant. But, you know, I think that one of the things we know in, in our society today is we're not experts at everything. We can't do everything ourselves. So oftentimes we need to do what we are good at. And, you know, it's okay to bring in someone else who might be a little bit better or have the time, you know, sometimes people just don't have the time or want to do it. Um, and that's okay. But yeah, it's, it's okay to bring someone in to help. That's yeah. acceptable. And the last thing I just wanted to quickly jump in and say is when I first started with this idea, I actually thought to myself, okay, I'm going to help the women and children. I'm going to help them. You know, that was my goal. So one of the first conversations I had with a mental health professional, she said to me, you know, that's actually not who needs most of the help. And I apologize for being general here. But she said in my, in her experience, she found that it was oftentimes the dads or moms who were working and had had nannies taking care of most of the household things. But let's, you know, go back to the example of the dads. It was the dads who really needed the help. And by helping the dads to organize their homes, um, and she shared a story about a dad who she was working with who said, you know, I'm already, I'm all set up. I've got a one bedroom apartment. I've got a pull out couch for the kids. He had three children 
and he oh, was all word. ready. Yeah. So he was ready to have, but you know what? He was overwhelmed. He didn't know he wasn't thinking straight. So that's why just that, back to that planning, just a little bit of planning can help you set yourself up. But she said, if you can help those men, the dads get set up and ready in a physical space, that's appropriate. And in a, you know, they have their household running well so that when the parents, when the moms are dropping the kids off, that is helping the moms because then the moms are not worried about getting those texts. Come get me. Dad doesn't have this. There's this and all those complaints and phone calls. And it's, they are able to have their quiet time that they need to refresh, regenerate themselves, do whatever they need to do personally, have have a social life, have, you know, get back into the dating world, depending where they are, that is helping the women. And yeah. so a yeah. little light bulb went out, went off in my head at that, at that time when she said that. And I said, oh, okay, that is helping. That's helping everybody yeah. because the, the kids really need two functional, healthy parents that they feel safe with when they are yeah. with them. And that's yeah. the goal. No, and I, there's a saying in our house of, you know, happy kids makes a happy mom and a happy dad. And so much of how I know I'm doing in my life is how my kids are doing. And it's so important. Thank you so much, Michelle. And can you share, we'll make sure that we put in the show notes, all the great information, all your contact information for everyone listening today. But if you want to go ahead and just share your website, if you want to share your email, where individuals can find out a little bit more about what you do. Sure. Thank you, Stacey. So the best place to find me and get more information about how I work with people is my website, which is divorce-rx.com. And you can on there is my email, which is michelle at divorce-rx.com. And I'm also on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook under all of the same, you know, put in divorce rx and pretty easy to find, hopefully. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining and we thank will definitely so much for put everything me. in show notes. And uh, again, thank you for everybody tuning in. Thank you. I really enjoyed this podcast and it's interesting. Financially Ever After, is, it's about finance. It's about before, during and after divorce and making sure that you're as financially secure as possible. But it's also about making good financial decisions. And I have to tell you, something that I struggle with is I struggle with spending money on myself. I shared in the podcast that story about how I had hired a, a wardrobe consultant to go through my closet and it's some of the best money that I ever spent. And while we know money is stretched during a divorce, I do want to make sure that you spend your money on the things that are important. And it could be that a personal organizer like Michelle Sorrow, is really important and a very wise investment for you in your situation. In fact, I'm not getting divorced, but I feel like I should hire Michelle myself. It's tough. There's so much chaos. There's so much going on in your life, just all of our lives, but let alone if you're going through a divorce, it can be very daunting. It can be very intimidating. And I think what's really important is just to remember that you don't have to go through it alone. You don't have to go through it alone. And maybe you decide you don't want to hire a professional organizer, but but ask a friend to come over and go through those items. Ask a friend to support you and maybe hold you accountable for that 15 minutes a day that Michelle recommended would be great to start that project of going through the attic and potentially the basement and each room along the way. 
But most importantly, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. And if you have any questions about your personal finances, reach out to me. That's what I love to do. We'll chat for a half hour, maybe a little more. We'll see how that goes. But most importantly, uh, be able to answer any questions that you have about your finances and make sure that you have the information you need to make good decisions, good decisions, not only now through your divorce, but afterwards. Something that keeps me up at night is the statistic that one out of three women over age 65 that are divorced live in poverty. And that's a statistic that has only gotten worse over these last few years and especially during COVID. So make sure you're not one of those women and make sure the women you love in your life are, do not become one of those women. And if there's anything we can do to help you, again, reach out. You can email me at Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at francisfinancial.com, or you can visit our website. It's a really beautiful website, www.francisfinancial.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm looking forward to seeing you in two weeks and have a great day. Stay safe.